And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my good friend, Remzo Martinez. Always a great time talking to Remzo. We uh, we covered a lot. We talked about a, uh, a giant, fat black bear that's been terrorizing unsuspecting California citizens. Uh, we talked about how we take most politicians far more seriously if they grew beards. Um, we, t- we talked about uh, how the United States batting average on uh, electing solid presidents is alarmingly low. Uh, we talked about Donald Trump's new uh, social media platform, Truth Social, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Remzo, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, if, <clears throat> if you are on iTunes, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Remzo Martinez. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Remzo Martinez. Remzo, how you been, man? Brady, you know, it's always great to talk to you. But, you know, I think the last couple times I've been on, I've always been saying, why don't you invite me on to talk about something fun? You know, like, why is it always like, you know, end of the world type stuff? I mean, we probably should be talking about the end of the world because there's a whole bunch of extremely serious stuff going on on this particular planet. But just fair warning to the audience, me, Remzo, we're talking before we hit record and like we're just we kind of need a break from all the heavy stuff. So we're just going to kind of just dick around today. Just, you know, I just want the audience to know up front, like you're not going to get like world class political commentary from your boys today. It's just it's just unlikely. <laughs> I think I think the world could use this. Yeah, man. So you see this um, 500 pound obese black bear in California that's broken into like dozens of homes and just goes and raids their fridges and stuff. I feel like this is the story that I should have known, so I feel terrible for not having heard of it until, like, just now. Well, it's a big, fat bear, and uh, they named him Hank the Tank, naturally, which is a solid bear name, I think, as far as bear names go. But, like, the article is from the New York Times. It's so funny. It's like, nothing will deter Hank the Tank from eating people's food. You know, they've shot him with paintball guns and beanbag guns and bear spray and all that stuff. I'm like, man, there's tens of millions of people of, like, grown men in California, not one of them has suggested shooting this bear with a firearm. It's like, they just can't, they just, I don't know. It's like this mental block. They just can't get there. Like, is it illegal to shoot the bear or something? Actually, I don't think you're allowed to hunt is he, bears. Is he, like, is he, like, an endangered bear? No, it's just a black bear. But if this thing is, like, breaking into people's houses and stuff, like, Dude, Google at, at that point you have bear. a reason, right? Like, go, Google, Google this bear, man. This thing is enormous. Like, he's not... I mean, you'd think, like, breaking into California homes, he's eating a lot of kale and stuff like that, but he's going straight for, like, the butter and the pizza rolls and stuff. Oh, my God. This guy is a— you seen that? Hank is a tank. Huge. I mean, he just—yeah, man. Do they have to roll this bear out the front door when they find him? My God. He's got to be diabetic. Absolutely. Like, that—how is it—I feel like 
I feel like the bigger the bear, you would think they would be lazier, but it almost it's almost like it gives them more motivation. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. I'd shoot the crap out of that bear because apparently I've, I've never gone bear hunting, but people that do, they say, you know, especially if you find a fat bear, like the fat is really good. Like you keep all that fat and you cook it down and use it as like cooking oil. And apparently it's like delicious. That's a bit much, but okay. I, I would want to turn Hank into a carpet at least. Oh yeah. And then, you know, eat the fat like, like you do, like one does, man. So, uh, it's President's Day, you know, today, um, February 21st, Remzo. And this country, like, we've been, for a long time, very bad at electing presidents. I mean, we have a win-loss record of, like, 5 and 40. <laughs> you know, like, like we'd <laughs> be receiving... putting it lightly. Yeah, like, we, we'd be receiving next year's number one overall draft pick if, like, politics were a sport. Like, in baseball, if you hit, like, if you go five for forty-five, like you get sent down to the minors, like you're you're not riding the jet anymore. You're riding a bus, city to city, in like Carolina, in the Carolina leagues. You know what I mean? In MMA, you call these suckers tomato cans. I mean, if you're like five, <laughs> I mean, you're just like that guy on like the local level where like the the stud prospects just knock out in ten seconds and look really good for the highlight reel. Like that is America in terms of making good decisions at the ballot box. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also one of those things where it's like, who's who's really at fault for them being so terrible? Is it the presidents themselves or is it the people who keep electing them? And I feel like after the first term, you kind of tell you can kind of tell whether it's them or it's the people. But after the second term, if you vote in somebody who's absolutely horrible, I think that that reflects uh, more upon the electorate than anyone else. Yeah, no, 100% I agree. Like, this is George Washington's birthday. Like, why did he get lumped in with people who, like, literally did nothing in their lives? Like, why is it we have to celebrate Obama, like, um, Washington and Obama? Why can't they just get their own individual holidays that I can ignore instead of having to basically be like, well, you know, Silent Cal, like, I love you and all, but, like, I'm not that big of a fan of Wilson. <laughs> yeah, like, we're really, like, we're we're going to go ahead and celebrate Andrew Johnson. That's... That's bizarre. That seems so. From where I'm sitting, I think there's been like five objectively good presidents, and in chronological order, that'd be Washington, Jefferson, Cleveland, Harding, and Coolidge. And then there's like yeah, that's about that's about the same pick. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like a list of like guys that did some good stuff, you know. And that would be like Grant, Taft, Reagan. You could throw Trump in there, maybe, but it's kind of hard to judge like super modern presidents. Well, it's harder the ones where it's like you, you want to bro out with them, but you would never vote for them. TR, yeah. JFK. Like, yeah. I just found out that Teddy Roosevelt was the reason why we have, like, catch wrestling in the United States. Really? Yeah. What's that story? Um, so you had you had Greco-Roman wrestling, right? And right. then you had, like, judo, which is the father of jiu-jitsu. So as you start having all these travelers between Europe and Japan coming back and forth— Eventually, uh, you get, you know, kind of like this amalgamation wrestling of kind of like what we have now. And uh, when Teddy Roosevelt was in Europe, he, you know, he, he boxed, he hunted, he did. He liked to be active wherever he was. So he kind of discovered that. Then he brought it back. And I mean, remember, this is the same dude that would hold like boxing matches in the White House. Oh, yeah, so he, knocked out, he knocked out a journo like on the White House lawn. Yeah, like as soon as he discovered this, he brought it back and he was talking to all his friends. He's like, guys, check this out. This is freaking awesome. 
So he's like grappling people in like the Oval Office and stuff like that. And like the another thing about Teddy was like the uh, like fish and game agencies would send him like he was like the best taxidermist in the country. <laughs> like even when when he was president, there'd be like some scientists that like found some new bird or whatever, and they didn't know how to identify it, and they'd literally send it to the White House, and then like. Roosevelt would like identify the animal and like mount it and stuff. Isn't that weird? Yeah. He also got like shot that. and then finished a speech for like three more hours with like a bullet in his chest. Yeah, terrible, like, pre- terrible president. But he, you know, I, I definitely want to get a beer with him. I mean, like presidents, like they don't have hobbies anymore. I feel like I know more about his hobbies than like his policies. Sometimes I have to go back and Google those to remember why I'm not a big fan. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, man. I mean, Biden doesn't count. I mean, come on. No. I mean, that, and, and Trump doesn't really count either. I mean, like, we all know Trump's hobbies just, you know, chicks and Diet Coke. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, but shoot, I mean, it's just, the, the list of presidents is just overrun with a, a long list of sociopathic monsters. The, app, the, you know, the vast majority of them. It's like, how do we get these, it, there, there's freaking 300 million people in this country, man. And we just pick the worst people it's so bizarre it's so bizarre to me yeah i mean that's what happens when you basically try and do like an american idol every four years yeah i think we need more presidents that are just like goofy looking dudes you know what i mean like i legitimately believe that like trump was a nice change of pace you know because like the toupee literally has orange skin (laughs) you know what i mean but like we need another taft like an enormous big fat guy with a ridiculous stash like, that's, that's what I want. Like, if some dude just shows up in, like, the Republican primaries looking like G.K. Chesterton, like, I, he's probably going to get my vote. We, we don't have any bearded presidents. We don't even have presidents that wear hats. Like, the last president that wore a hat was JFK. But yeah. even, like, you know, he, he broke the custom of uh, wearing a hat on your inauguration. So when, like, Ike is standing behind him as JFK is getting inaugurated, he was still calling him, like, the child and stuff like that because it's like, look, he's not even a man. He's not even wearing a hat to his own inauguration. <laughs> oh man. I'm just going to change all my political commentary to like useless witness <laughs> tests like that. He's not even a man. <laughs> he's not. How is, how can you call yourself a grown man? If you're not wearing a hat, what a time, man. What a time, what a time to be alive. I do have to point. It's important. I'd say it, it, it's important to point out that, the stupid tradition of presidents pardoning turkeys on Thanksgiving goes back to the 1920s. And uh, somebody brought a raccoon to the White House for Calvin Coolidge to eat for his Thanksgiving dinner because, you know, everybody ate raccoons back then. Um, and Grace Coolidge, his, his wife, didn't want to eat the coon, so she adopted it as a pet. So that is the, the saga of Rachel the raccoon. And then that started one of the most bizarre and ridiculous traditions that we have of presidents pardoning turkeys. I mean, they should have just kept it raccoons, pardon a raccoon every year. That'd be way funnier and better, I think. Yeah, I mean, raccoons are like, you know, they've got character. Have you ever seen anyone, like, have a turkey as a pet? No. No, but I see people online all the time who have, like, raccoons as pets and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, raccoons are intelligent, too. Turkeys are stupid. I almost hit a whole bunch of uh, turkeys with my car the other day. I mean, they're just like, yeah, they're they're not smart animals. They're, they're, they're ugly. They're stupid. They have no sympathy. Like, you know, people can fall in love with chickens and stuff like that. 
I, I have a friend who's had a chicken for like five years and that thing like comes into the house and stuff and like watch TV with them. Like chickens have something going on, but I've never seen that with a turkey. What do they name it? The chicken? Uh, it was like a mother hen or something simple like that. Oh, that's you know, like weird. real cute. Should, something like do, that. They should do better though with the name. I think they named one Martha, but Martha was kind of a bitch. <laughs> so I think they ate her. Yeah, do you know that, uh, not a president, but uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey, the American wild turkey, to be the the official animal of the country instead of the bald eagle? You see, I would rather take a turfy than, turkey than what Jefferson wanted. Jefferson wanted a dove. And it's really? like, no one's afraid of a dove. I mean, I get it, though. You know, that's very Jeffer- Jeffersonian. Yeah. But, like, you know, no one fucks with a bald eagle. But you see a turkey, and you know what we do with turkeys? We freaking eat turkeys. I mean, yeah, you could technically eat a dove, but you've never seen anyone eat a bald eagle. It would probably taste like garbage because I'm not, I'm not advocating anybody shoot and eat a bald eagle, <laughs> for the record. But it's kind of a felony. It's kind of a felony. They are a federally protected species. But, like, you know, you don't eat— Like, if you're duck hunting, you avoid— like mergansers and golden eyes and buffleheads and stuff like that because they eat mostly fish and like you just don't want to eat you want to eat like the mallards and the ducks that eat plants because you just do not want to eat a bird that eats fish like they like if you eat like a fish eating bird it like the meat tastes like the aftertaste in your mouth after you eat one of those like fish liver oil pills for your joints like just straight up disgusting you don't want that yeah don't know why I went down that road. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. We need we more fat presidents, more hatted, bearded presidents. Yeah, man. I think Taft. You know, we, I, 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 I'd vote for somebody who looks like Taft. Have, have you ever seen the photos of, like, modern-day politicians if they had beards? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if I were, like, like, you know, some of those guys looked really, really good with a beard. It's almost like you take them more seriously. It's oh, like yeah. if I had if I had seen that and it's like, you know, all I have to do is just not shave. If I knew for a fact I looked better with a beard, I would absolutely do it. I've got some facial hair, but like it's more to cover up a double chin than it is to you know, have people take me more seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember the picture of uh, like Trump if he shaved his head and grew a beard? Like he looked oh, that way, was so way hardcore. Better. Yeah, he looked way better. He looked like way more serious of a human he being. He looked younger. Yeah, he looked like 10 years younger and just like smarter. Now, don't get me wrong. He looked more like the guy from the Hunger Games, but, sure. you know, cool is cool. Like, even Biden would probably—I don't know. I mean, just the way he speaks, attempts to speak English is just tough. But I think, like, if he had a just a solid white, snow-white beard, like, people would take him a lot more seriously, I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a good thing he doesn't have a beard because his approval rating would probably be, like, 15 points higher. And well, we just, I mean— We just can, don't can, want that. I mean, consider this, like if, if Trump comes back, if he decides to run for president again, wouldn't it be like the resurrection type of thing? If like he shows up with like a beard, he's like, I was Trump the gray earlier. Now I am Trump the white. <laughs> it's like, that would be that would be so metal. He's like, listen, I've I've been kind of quiet. I stopped being on social media. I'm no longer around the losers. I've been more lago, having fun, getting tan, getting swole, sleeping in, taking vitamins. And I'm back to make America awesome again. He's just jacked, bald, has a beard. <laughs> I've been that, sent back. He, I've been sent back until I can accomplish my mission. My goodness. We're all going to read Eat, Pray, Love Together, America. <laughs> Literacy rates through the roof, and I'm not even president again. 
Oh, man. One more note on uh, President's Day is it's crazy, man, that the first American black president of the United States won the California Democratic primary on the same day he found out that his daughter was raped, his son killed his daughter's rapist, and his wife kept it from him, and he narrowly escaped an assassination attempt by terrorist warlords from Kosovo. Wait, what? You never watched 24? Oh. David Palmer, dude, the first black president of the United States. Do you know how much of a throwback that is? I haven't heard anyone talk about Jack Bauer in a minute. Dude, 2001. That's season one of 24. I'd vote for (sighs) David Palmer, man. Oh, yeah, he was legit. He was totally cool with Jack Jack Bauer, like, torturing people for the hell of it. Dude, just, yeah. Man, there's a lot of, there was a lot of torture in that show. I mean, it was like, yeah, man, not, not great. But, I mean, dude, just that speaking voice, David Palmer. I mean, I hate to be like... Don't you want him to, like, narrate your life story? uh, Dude, imagine, like, President David Palmer talking with, like, Justin Trudeau. Like, this little wuss. (laughs) (sighs) That's David Palmer. That'd be hilarious. That that would be so perfect. I want that. I feel that. I need that in my life. Yeah, man. Yeah. We haven't had a president with, like, a... Like, a commanding, like, presidential speaking voice in a long time. Like, Biden can't speak English... Donald Trump sounds ridiculous. I, I had I had somebody tell me the reason why Ted Cruz lost was because his voice sounded like a cartoon character. That and is, honestly, and the he, more I look back, the like more I understand character. that. Yeah, he, he also looks like a cartoon character. Who's, like, the, that is... who's the kid, Eddie Munster? <laughs> <laughs> now, when, now, he's an example. Like, he grew the beard, as, yeah. as we were talking about beards earlier. Like, he actually saw that. He grew the beard. He looked way immediate... better. Yeah, like people were like, "Wow, he he's he's doing something. Like something's <laughs> up." Like when when a man commits to a beard, it's like you know they're making moves in silence. Yeah, yeah, you're like he's up to something. Like it, I, he's, I saw he's... I saw Cruz one time in D.C. pre beard, and I saw him post beard, and he looked way more confident. Like he had like an extra groove in his step when he grew the beard. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it just having a beard does just raise your confidence level as a man. I will say. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to not having a beard because, like, I just look ridiculous without it now. My uh, my, my fiance wants me to shave for her wedding. I don't know how I feel about that. Dude, why I told her want, I would. Why does she want you to look like crap at your wedding? I know. <laughs> like, She's just... like, you, you could grow you could grow it back afterwards. Like a few months ago, I shaved it all off for um for our engagement photos. And she's like, well, you know, I don't want to look back at these photos and remember a hairstyle you had for a minute. And I'm like, I've had it for a year now. Like I mean, once you once you've been able to do it for like a year, like I don't think it's going away. Yeah, I mean, why does she want? I mean, does she want to like show her friends like, hey, I just married this like eighteen year old boy. That fourteen year old Hispanic child standing <laughs> next to me is actually my husband. <laughs> like, hey, I just got married. Was it legal? Who knows? It's up to interpretation. <laughs> What's the age difference there? It's wider than you think. <laughs> it's like ah, we live in Wisconsin now. You know, it's kind of yeah. the wild west. Anything goes. Yeah, I mean, people can't even find it on the map. <laughs> yeah, dude. Presidential candidates physically do not know where Wisconsin is. It's like Ron, DeS- Ron DeSantis would look good with a beard. Yeah, man. I'd vote he, for him he, anyway, he would... but I'd, I'd try to vote for him twice if he had a beard. Like, the beard is his running mate. <laughs> it exudes so much confidence that it became a legal person. Dude, what if we get the bearded politician movement started? And it gains so much traction that 
I mean, it's like you can only get elected if you have a beard, and then, like, female candidates will literally, like, have fake beards. Oh, they'll be taking testosterone boosters. <laughs> it's like, I'm still a woman. <laughs> it's just like, people just do not trust unbearded candidates. Nancy Pelosi would look like Lao Ping from Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, these people want power so bad that, like, there's nothing that a politician would not do to gain power. It's like, if that were, like, a barrier to entry for winning, like, they'd do it. Like, every single candidate would grow a beard or, like, have a fake beard or, like, take testosterone replacement and stuff. I mean, you could do that. You could do that in the Olympics. Like, who was that Russian Olympian who, like, tested hot, but they still allowed her to test? But the one American who tested hot for marijuana ends up getting kicked out. <laughs> Oof. I mean, I've like made it a point not to. I, dude, I don't. Honestly, I was I was talking about this with my wife. I was like, I'm not obviously I'm not watching the Olympics this year. And then I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. I never. I don't think I've ever watched the is Olympics. It, in my is it still life. going on? No idea. I have no idea either. <laughs> I mean, most of them probably don't have beards, so who cares? Are you True. really a, are you really an athlete? If uh... are you really a man? <laughs> Do you feel in charge? <laughs> so Donald Trump and his team they launched their new social media platform. I think like last night or whatever, and it has like the most cringe name ever, Truth Social, which like I don't know. I'm not on it yet because like their servers went down immediately. I tried to sign up and it didn't let me. But like I'll try it out. Like I'll try it out in good faith. Like I always try out all these new platforms in good faith just to check it out. But like one dude, like conservatives have to stop naming stuff like this. Like you can't just call it Truth Social, man. Like that's so just boomer con cringe. Like they keep doing this, man. And, and I mean, this is not a recent thing. This no. has been going on since at Definitely. least, um, yes. yeah, at least 2009, because I think the first one was the Tea Party Net, uh, Tea Party Network, yeah. and then you had something called Codius, and then you had a Right Wing Talk, and then you had like a bunch of others. I used to write for a site called uh, Red Tea News, and at Red Tea, I was I was actually critiquing a lot of these social media sites, and I was one of the first people to review Gab. Uh, when that was happening and then minds.com and, and a couple others and like they're they're all the same thing but what they all run on is they all run on this momentum of just being the anti-facebook or the anti-twitter because when you actually look at what they offer and what they do and who's on there like it's absolute trash and i worked for parlor i know a thing about trash i know a thing or two about trash hey man i i, I mean i literally i literally gave parlor a shot because you're my friend and you worked for them at the time do you like, know how many people like, came to me afterwards and they're like, dude, I'm out. Yeah. As soon as you were gone, I was out. And I'm like, I totally get it. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> that, that is precisely when I deleted the app. I was like, I'll support my boy. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And it's just not good. And then the uh, the other one was even worse. The uh, what's shoot. Gitter. Even worse. Gitter. That's the worst that's the, that's the, that's much worse than Truth Social, but I mean that was straight trash too. In, in Getter's defense, at least Getter's app works right. most of the time. Right. I mean, like Trump. I mean, they're having like a full like Obamacare website moment right now. Like launch day, the entire site goes down. You're like, all right. Uh, apparently, too, some some folks I know inside the Grapevine were like they've been rebranding the image and everything at least like a dozen times in the past week. <laughs> 
So it's like, that's not good. No, no, that's not, that is not a good sign. And apparently from, from a few of my friends that are on it, that were able to somehow get on it, like, it's just Twitter. Like, there's just nothing, apparently. Like, like I said, I'm hearing the second hand, but, like, apparently there's nothing that differentiates Truth Social from Twitter. It's just they call it different stuff. Like, a, a tweet is, like, a truth and like a retweet, like a retruth, so, <laughs> retruth. That's so terrible. It's like, guys, I, and like, I'm all about it, man. I'm not making fun of them for attempting this. I think it's good that they do. I think it's good that Parler tried. No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to be an asshole. All right. Like they, they came out standing alive in the graveyard of competition. And this is the best they could come out with. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Exactly. That, somebody that's somebody I mean. is getting paid astronomical amounts of money. To create garbage, dude. That congressman resigned. Who it was like Devin Nunes or something? Nunes, yeah. Resigned to like be the CEO of this company. I mean, they're probably like, and he had the like, <laughs> successful. He was on like a, a ranking member on all these committees. Like they have to be paying him at least, I mean, minimum five hundred grand a year. Oh, probably, he's probably he's more. making six figures while well I'm above that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, man. And that's like, and well, I didn't mean that. Uh, I'm giving them credit for the product. I just mean like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to criticize people when like, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the Jonah Goldbergs of the world are like, Oh, if you don't like Twitter, you don't like censorship, go build your own Twitter. And that's like, a private so, company fascist. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm not going to like, so th- that's what these guys are doing. Like, okay, fine. We'll go build our own Twitter. And I commend them for that. But it's like, yeah, dude, like when everybody wants in a, like a, realistic alternative to Twitter. They just, nobody can come up with anything even just passable, anything acceptable. And who knows, man, maybe they'll get there. I mean, if you heard anything optimistic about this new project or no, I I don't, I don't know anybody on the, I mean, I've been getting spammed by the emails every day. that are like, Donald is worried. You haven't seen this email. It's like, I bet he is. I bet he is. (laughs) True social, man. Just call it, Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> Anything like else? instead, instead of just being like a like it, it, it's suffering the problem that so many others are suffering. It's a it, it's an activist platform. It's not really a real competitive social media site. And yeah. even though they intend it to be one or the other, based off how you brand it, that's what ultimately dictates where the direction goes. They say, oh, it doesn't matter as long as we're doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, it actually does matter. You know, um, Burger King did a commercial like six years ago where they went ahead and showed the time it takes to for a uh, for for a Whopper to decompose. And they compared it to a uh, to to a regular quarter pounder, which within like a year, like the quarter pounder stayed the same, except like the Whopper was like moldy and everything. And the point of the commercial was to show that they use like real ingredients and no preservatives and they were trying to basically juxtapose that with mcdonald's where it's like mcdonald's isn't even like legally food like actually no like it's legally food but like is it though and it actually backfired on them because now everyone looked at burger king and they um they thought about moldy burgers so it's like yeah like you tried to do one thing but what do people ultimately remember that is legitimately the worst marketing strategy i've ever seen Here's a it, picture. It was it was so gross. Moldy, inedible food. <laughs> like, dude, that is such an own goal. It's painful, man. It's the world we live in. It's painful, and I just like it's just not. I don't understand 
why you would make a product and, and tr- attempt to make it the exact same as your direct competitor, which is a multi-billion dollar corporation. It's like, just do something different. Like, it's, it has to be different. You can't... Like, I like I use this example on just, like, horrible business practices. There's two... No, there's three in Toledo, Ohio, okay? This is just an example that I always use. There's three Christian radio stations, right? And, like, one of them played, like, just church music, like, worship music. And the one played, like, church music and, like, pop. And then the other played, like, rock, rock and hip-hop and metal and stuff. And the one that played hip-hop and metal and rock had, like, way less money than the other two stations. And they thought it was a brilliant idea to stop playing all of their music and play the exact same stuff that the other two stations were playing, even though they had half the listeners, one-fifth the money. They're like, you know what? You know what will boost our profits? We run directly at better-funded competition and do exactly what they're doing, <laughs> just not quite as good as they're doing it. And it's like, I just don't, I don't understand why people get baited into that. You know, like, you see it in tech all the time. Like, oh, we're going to make this new app, and it's exactly like another app. You're like, dude, like, your competition has more money than you. They have more customers than you. Like, if you're going to build the exact same thing, like, that's just not going to work. Like, in any industry, it's just never going to work out. It's the, I mean, it's it's the fallacy of trying to be good, not great. Right. And, I mean, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm a big comic fan, as I've said a million times on your show. Like, at one point, DC Comics in the 90s was like, listen, we'll never take Marvel. But let's not ever let any of these like new publishers like Image Comics or Dark Horse ever take us. There's safety in being number two. Right. And because of that, they got replaced by like all the other publishers for like 10 years straight for yeah. that number two slot. And bad. it's, it's, it's bad taken a long time. Yeah, it's taken a long time to recover. DC Comics did not start recovering until like the mid to late 2000s. That's yeah. how bad it was. It was like a 15 year shit streak. Oh, dude. I mean, like my days of like actually you know being hardcore into comics like you know going to the comic book store every wednesday morning to get the new comics was like i don't know what year it would have been it would have been early early 2000 it was in like the house of m and civil war marvel days yeah yeah so like oh three you know oh two oh three oh four and like at that point dc was unreadable like it was it was like none of us did like me and my brother and all of our friends that like comics like we didn't read dc at all like, it was just, like, it was so <clears throat> trash that nobody, I mean, they were, like, an afterthought, man. Like, we only read Marvel. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it weren't for, if it weren't for, like, a few of the video games and the movies, like, you know, DC almost filed for bankruptcy several times. And honestly, one of the best things that ever happened to them was getting bought by AT&T when AT&T bought Warner Brothers, which owns DC Comics and everything. And they were like, listen, fuckers. You actually have to like make money off this stuff or else we're going to go straight to digital, cancel half the titles and 90% of you are going to be out of a job. Yeah. Because believe it or not, profit matters in the marketplace. <laughs> How do the new like alternative social media platforms like Gab has to be the weirdest one, right? I mean, Gab is the most controversial. And then you've got uh, like Spreely and MeWe where they're just like there's there's nobody on there but like bots and like hardcore like psychos. Yeah. So that's just like, you know, they, they did the same thing too. I had hope for Spreely. Spreely actually had a good app at one point in the in the early uh, in early twenty twenty one, but like they 
they, they build these things and then it's like the question of how do they make money is like an afterthought. Again, they're just like, well, you know, we'll figure it out as we go along. It's like unless you have like a lot of cash and this is a side hobby. Um, I mean, there's a reason why Facebook, uh, you know, is it just has market dominance. And even despite the fact that Meta had like a giant crash over the last two months and brought down like most of the S&P 500, <laughs> but yeah. like, um, you know, like they, they still have that market dominance because it's not like it, it's not like, you know, sales of ads went down. It's not like client resources went down. It's not like anything major went down. It's just the fact that, you know, it, it all comes down to publicity. And I don't think the Meta rebrand is a uh, is the worst thing ever a lot of people were like oh well that that directly correlates to um you know why why their why their stock crashed but it's like no i mean people are just uh people are just freaking out about a lot of things and you know at least with them they're going to adapt and continue try and uh enforce market dominance through hook or by crook and the others are just like hanging on like biting at the ankles instead of actually treating it seriously if a conservative really wanted to create a competitor to any of those platforms they could do it but don't make it just the anti this or the conservative that actually make a good product yeah with a with a profitable business plan like i think you're absolutely right that these companies like i don't know i mean they <laughs> you know what they say ramzo seed money will last forever so you probably, <laughs> you probably don't have to worry about making a profit it's like and, and these companies have like you know, and you obviously know more a lot more about this than I do. But I mean, these companies have all been able to raise seed money. Like getting money to get off the ground hasn't been an issue. But it's like they haven't even thought past <laughs> like step one. Step one, raise seed money. Step two, who knows? The company's not gonna be around in six months anyway. <laughs> it's like so bizarre, man. So bizarre. I mean, who knows? Like you know, hey, if this new app lets me sign up eventually, like I'll I'll. <laughs> I'll keep it on my phone for a week and see what happens. You know, I might like forget I'm... to delete it and keep it for a year. Oh, dude, I, I mean, stranger things have happened. I have some bizarre apps on my phone that I've not used in a long time. I just, I mean, dude, you have to hold the button down for like half a second and then click delete. And that's just a, <laughs> it takes the a long time. bridge too far. Dude, I know, man. It's like, dude, you only have so many hours in the day. I mean, I can't delete apps. No way. Grow, grow a beard, everybody. Especially <laughs> if you want to run for office, grow a beard. It's the right thing to do. You know, your girl will like you better. Your friends will take you more seriously. You'll probably get a promotion at work. Remzo, my brother, where can everybody check out your two podcasts, which I highly recommend? Where can everybody follow you online and all that good stuff? Uh, for On the Run with Remzo Martinez and then for the Second Break Comics podcast, you can find those wherever you're listening to this show and more across Al Gore's amazing internet. And be sure to follow me at Hey Remzo, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. Everybody follow Remzo. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.